Welcome to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. This podcast is presented by the Heavy Duty Consulting Corporation and hosted by our CEO, Jamie Irvin. At the Heavy Duty Consulting Corporation, we work with manufacturers, distributors, and repair shops who want to grow their business. Do you have a problem that you would like some help with? We have developed fault codes for heavy duty parts businesses, just like they have for commercial trucks. Find out how many fault codes your business has and how you stack up against dozens of other heavy-duty parts businesses. Head to heavydutyconsulting.com and schedule a meeting with us today. All right, let's start this episode. You're listening to the Heavy-Duty Parts Report. I'm your host, Jamie Irvin, and this is the show where you get expert advice about the heavy-duty parts you buy and sell and keep you informed about what's happening in the industry. This episode is sponsored by DPFX Fit, a manufacturer of DPFs and DOCs that offer OEM durability and performance with aftermarket affordability. To learn more, go to dpfxfit.com. Welcome to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. My name is Jamie Irvin. When we talk to fleets and owner operators, one of the common complaints we hear is kind of the pain associated with diesel emission systems. This isn't a secret. We've talked about it on the show many times. And today I'm excited to have a company that has really been focused on providing their customers with solutions to the point that they changed their entire business model just to focus on providing their customers with a solution to this problem. So I'd like to introduce Hattie Jane Rollins to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. She is the owner of dpfregeneration.com. Hattie, welcome to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. Hi, Jamie. Thank you for having me here. It'll be a pleasure to explain to all of your viewers about our business and how we got to this point. Awesome. And and Wayne Rollins, you are the other half of this dynamic duo. Wayne, thanks for being on the Heavy Duty Parts Report. Thanks for letting me partake in what you're doing. I'm, I'm happy and ready to go. All right. Well, Let's get started. Let's give the audience a little bit of history about your company. Hattie Jane, how did things get started? What was the business originally? Let's talk about that before we talk about the transition. My husband now, at the time we were dating, he had a business of rebuilding Allison transmission, the hard parts that would all go into the transmissions. We did that for a number of different fleets and different uh, transit agencies. So back in that time, which was quite a while ago, some of our customers started asking us to change over and work on different parts for them. And back at that time, your main thing is to keep your customer happy and do what they ask and what they need. So we started transitioning from and studying. Basically, we did five years of study before we even did our first filter, trying to find out everything we could about the filters. So with all kinds of data and searching out everything and Wayne actually doing reverse engineering on the filters to find out what they were made of and everything and how to properly clean them, we started switching over from doing transmission parts to actually cleaning diesel particulate filters, DOC catalysts. And then from there, we just, the business just kept going. More and more customers were asking for the demand of it and we took off that way. So thanks for giving us an overview of how that all went. Wayne, I'd love to know, here you are, you've you've started a business, you're focused on transmissions, and then all of a sudden, somewhere along the line, 
the idea is presented that maybe it's time to make this big change. I can't imagine that that was an easy decision for you. No, that was a, that was a really tough decision for me. I had been doing transmission parts since 1985, and this is year 2004, and my customers want me to change, and I was reluctant at first. But when they explained to me the problems that they were having in getting these filters cleaned, that it took too long, that a lot of them were failed and they had to buy new ones, it just uh, seemed to me that uh, it was a real problem for them. And uh, I decided to uh, take on the challenge of straightening out the problem for them. I thought it would be good for me. I thought it would be good for them. One company had sent me to school for three days on their on their money to uh, get me to get up to speed with their uh, with the manufacturer of their filter. Um, so I spent three days down in Philadelphia learning about the filter and learning how to clean it, what to do, what not to do, and um, perfected what we were doing. So you start off by taking this this three day course. Now, Hattie Jane, you mentioned that there was five years of research and development that went into kind of fully transitioning the company. Can you tell us a little bit about that process and what did you go through? What did you learn in those five years? I'd love to hear more. That was five years of internet searching because back then nobody shared. Nobody really knew too much about it. It was new technology out there. The only ones that really knew about it was transit. The average person didn't know anything. So there wasn't much information out there. And so I was constantly searching the internet on DPF filters. What are they? How to clean them? What are they made of? From one supplier to the next, Cummins, Detroit Diesel, Isuzu, Hino's, Internationals, Packer, just going through all of their websites, trying to find every little bit of information, going through blogs, reading blogs to see who would have information out there on these. In the beginning, the uh, manufacturers were free with the information to clean the filters. But then all of a sudden, one day, that all got wiped off the internet. You couldn't get information. So uh, we did a lot of testing. We took filters to uh, people who cleaned filters and uh, seeing how they did them, uh, seeing how they came out. And, and you have a wide range of customers. Uh, you're dealing with uh, Class 8 trucks, uh, transit, different vocations like construction or utility and even marine. So not only uh, was it just that there was the lack of information and you had to educate yourself and transition your business, but you also had all of these different industries to grow into over time, I'm sure that presented a whole other set of challenges as well. And those filters have their own character, all right? What you apply to this filter doesn't work on the other filter. And what you've used on that filter won't work on this one. So through experience and experimenting, we found out how to clean this filter the best, how to clean that filter the best, how to clean this filter the best. They're, they're all different. You just can't apply one process to all the filters and expect that it's going to come out right. I have to, even before I clean a filter, I'll ask the customer, well, why are you giving me this? It's obvious I'm giving it to you because it's dirty, but I want to know why. Did you have a turbo failure? Did you have an EGR failure? Is it 180,000 miles and it's just full of soot? Is there white smoke coming out the back? Is there black smoke coming out the back? And I had to learn all of that so that when a customer told me what he was experiencing with the filter, I knew what that filter needed to be cleaned before I even walked out the door. 
And I know myself, uh, one of my mentors, he told me, he says, Jamie, how do you get 20 years of experience? I said, I don't know. I was just a kid. He says, come see me in 20 years. So, you know, there's no shortcut to gaining that experience. You just had to go through the process. Husband and wife teams, I love working in that kind of environment. My wife and I, we've we've run a couple businesses now in, in our uh, adult life together, and it certainly presents some challenges. But um, it's also really wonderful to have a husband and wife working together at a business. Now, your business is structured in such a way that, Hattie Jane, you really are leading the way with your business. And that has some unique advantages for your customers. I'd like to hear about the advantages of having a woman-led business. Being a woman-owned entity allows me to be certified as minority business, woman-owned business, disadvantaged business. In turn, what that does for my customers is when they're going for bids with federal government, county, state, local, any kind of bids that most, the majority of them nowadays have a percentage that have to use woman-owned businesses, disadvantaged or minority businesses. Being as I am certified with the federal government, my customers there, they'll meet their goals for that, Connecticut, Port Authority, New York and New Jersey. It's helpful to my customers because it allows them to expand their businesses also that they can go into these other types of bids that they wouldn't have the ability to do before because they did not have a minority business certified to be able to use that person at to meet the goals. And if you can't meet the goals, they won't accept your bids. So it helps my customers in allowing them to expand their own business as well as helps me to keep my business going and expanding. Well, also to uh, make what's going on more accurate, she has a way of working with the computer, keeping our customers up to date on stuff that they need to know. They need to know when is that filter going to be done? What was wrong with it? Uh, How does it compare to other filters that I've given you? She's just very accurate at that, where I would pass that over. That's that's just not a mechanical thing that I would watch for. So when she comes up with these ideas of how to handle the customer's needs this way or that way, I stand behind it. I always stand behind it. I also have a database from every filter that's come through my shop since January 11, 2008, when I opened my business. My database has over 100,000 filters in it. And within that database, I always ask my customer, what truck number is this going into? So a customer can call me and ask me, seven years ago, I sent you this filter. What were my flow rates on it? What did it weigh when you got it? What did it weigh halfway through the cleaning process? And what was the final weight? And what was the serial number on it? I have all that information I keep in my database. So my customer can always call me anytime and get tracking on whatever we've done for them. It's so important in any leadership group, regardless if it's a corporation or if it's a uh, independently owned business like yours, to make sure you leverage the strengths of each person in the leadership group. And it sounds like you as a team have been able to do that very well. We're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsor. We'll be right back. This episode is sponsored by DPFX Fit, a manufacturer of DPFs and DOCs that offer OEM durability and performance with aftermarket affordability. To learn more, go to dpfxfit.com. So before the break, we were talking about the history of dpfregeneration.com. We got to get to know both of you, Hattie Jane and Wayne. Thank you so much for sharing your story. 
I'd like to now get to really 2021, where we are today and, and how we're, you know, your company is focused on solutions. So Hattie Jane, let's talk about the solution you offer. And I'd like you to walk me through the process that you're using today to, to give your customers such great service. Uh, great services that our phones ring when a customer calls by that second ring, that phone is picked up. It does not go to an answering machine. It doesn't, you don't have to push buttons to get to talk to someone. By the second ring, you're answered and you're talking to a, one of my office personnel. Main thing is if a customer has questions, they don't under, a lot of them do not understand what even a DPF filter is. I have customers that have Volkswagens, Mercedes, uh, Ford trucks, Chevys, Duramax, as well as my fleets, construction and everything else. But the average person that has a diesel vehicle, they don't know what a DPF filter is. They just know that all of a sudden their car doesn't run. They go to the dealer. The dealer says three, four thousand dollars. You know, so they start searching out. I mean, <laughs> myself, I don't have three, four thousand dollars sitting around, you know, to put oh, on my car. Does. Nobody does nowadays. Nobody. So basically what I do is I explain to them. I take the time, explain to them what the DPF filter is. It's a garbage can. What the DOC it is that does the regeneration process, takes the soot from the engine, puts it through that DOC turns it into an ash and throws it into your filter. So yes, that filter has to come off eventually and be cleaned. I says, otherwise it's just like a charcoal grill in your backyard. You keep filling it up with briquettes and you don't empty it. Eventually it's full of ash and that's going to cause the back pressure on your car. Yes, it's not going to run. Your check engine light's going to be on. You have to take it off and have it removed. So rather than go to the dealer and pay 4000 we charge approximately $400 to clean these filters for people. At that point, they're like <laughs> a sigh of relief. There is some hope for them. If the filter's no good, I will show them what is wrong with their filter, why it is failed, usually from too much mileage, that they waited too long to get it cleaned and it melted internally. But at that point there, what we do is we offer them aftermarket. And at that point there, we try to search out the best price we can. Um, I have a very good aftermarket company that I use, and um, their product is top-notch. They come with clamps and gaskets, so my customer does not also have to spend extra on getting clamps and gaskets to put their unit back together and into the vehicle. So as far as my customers are concerned, it's from the heart of what I do. A lot of my customers have actually turned into friends, and they're repeat customers, and we do their vehicles and their kids' vehicles or their friends' vehicles. And I think it's all because of how we feel about people. And <laughs> that's the best way I could describe it is we feel for people and we know what they're going through and we just try to help them. Yeah. And that really comes through, Hattie Jane. And, and just the attention to detail, the focus on good customer service, like you said, even that human touch point of answering the phone and not putting them through an automated process, educating the customer every step of the way showing them if something has failed and you can't recover it, why all of those things, they add up to provide a total solution that is far beyond just the purchase price. And on top of that, you're already able to save them quite a bit from going through the dealer. Wayne, I'd like to know from you on the, on the technical side, as these uh, filters come through your shop, you know, you talked about when you were doing the transition and, and how it took a, a lot of research and it took time for you to actually set up the tooling. How have things changed? Where are we at today in 2021? 
And how does your part of the solution benefit the customer? It benefits the customer by the way that we clean it. I don't really like when they have a force regeneration done to these systems. Force regeneration, you know, if the guy's stuck and you want to get him going so he can get to his regular tech, yeah, fine. But they, they, they show the light on the dashboard and say, oh, my God, you know, I got trouble with my emission system. And you go to the dealer and, and he'll, he'll do a force regeneration on it. But that doesn't really tell you if there's a problem with the vehicle. If you take the system off and you look at it, you want to see a dark soot. Most of the time, that's what I get. But there's, there's different types of dark soot. You can have a fluffy dark soot, which is showing me that uh, the system's running okay, but maybe you got a bad injector. You can have a pink soot, which tells me that your uh, EGR cooler is leaking. You can have a, a white ash, which tells me systems working great. Unless you take it off, you really don't know what's going on with that filter. And, and you could do just a force regeneration and uh, put the truck back out on the road and be going 3,000 feet in the Rocky Mountains and your, your truck's going to quit. Now, if you, you got 150, 200,000 miles on the truck, you're better off taking it off, look at it, find out what's going on with it and, and proceed from there. It's a lot cheaper. You know, I find problems with the filters that when they do it that way, the cost is, is minor. When they keep letting it run, you get to the point where it's, a, you know, a $2,000 new filter you need. And I try to stop that by the way that we do it. The newer systems where the DOC, the DPF, the mixing chamber for the SCR and the SCR are all in one package, they seem to be working a lot better. I don't have as much difficulty with them. We have some odd things that goes on, like when the doser valve goes bad and it fills the system up with the DEF load, and I got nothing but white, uh, white frosting in there. But we can get that out. Wayne, one thing I really appreciated about what you just said was that it's so important that we don't just look at the symptom. The, the, the part that needs to be changed, which is often the filter, right? But we look at the whole system and make sure that you're, as you said, reverse engineering, like what's going on with the system and, and what does the condition of this filter indicate about the total system? That's going to save customers a lot of money in the long run. And to your point, the worst thing that can happen, right, is to have that unscheduled downtime and then being broken down on the side of the road, a tow bill, maybe a hotel the large repair bill that's that's unscheduled and unplanned, and then the loss of revenue if you're towing a commercial load. So very, very important aspect of the service. I really appreciated that. I got customers that drive their prize bowls around. And before they take it to the event, they actually take the filter off of their pickup and they'll have it clean because when you're going up in the mountains out in Colorado, you don't want your bull sitting in the back of a truck somewhere stuck on the side of the road. And, uh, you know, I get it. I, or your or your prized horse. You don't want that happening. You know, those, those are animals. You can't uh, can't just leave them there. So they, they have their own things that they do to the vehicles themselves. Livestock, medical supplies, the list goes on and on of all the precious cargo that's being moved by trucks. So it's absolutely critical to stay on top of these things. Uh, Hattie Jane, you offer more than just DPF cleaning. What are some of the other diesel emission system parts that uh, you offer your customers? 
as well as the DPF filters, we do DOC catalysts, we do the SCRs, we do one box units, which are in the bigger over the road trucks too, that are mounted under the passenger side steps. We do EGR coolers now, we're doing ear charge coolers, we supply gaskets and clamps. We also are now breaking into uh, turbochargers, injectors, starters also. And I'm going to start approaching a few radiator companies that I've recently heard about and seeing maybe on this coast here, the East Coast where I'm located, if I can help to sell somebody else's product and be able to supply the radiators and so forth to my customers and kind of set it up where they could do all their shopping in one place. And it helps me to support other people that are in smaller states or other states further away. You know, whatever we can sell to help our customers and help other small businesses right now is our goal. Yeah. And, and right from the beginning, your, your willingness to transition the entire business from one a model where you're focused on transmissions over to this just to service your customers, you can really see that these decisions are being driven by your desire to take care of your customers. Wayne, how do you feel about having to retool and set up your shop again? <laughs> uh, I'm ready. A lot of my customers, I consider them friends. You know, I like going in to talk to them. They like when I come in. Sometimes the boss don't like it because I'm chit-chatting too long and you know I'll get a wink, it's time to get going. Uh, but uh, yeah, I consider my customers friends. As if I was helping out my brother. That's how I feel about it. Well, Wayne, I, I have a feeling if you and I were, were able to get together when maybe COVID is over, we'll probably be able to chat a long time because my wife and I have, have the same dynamic. All, <laughs> and I guess, you know, that, that uh, being a podcast host, I guess I found the perfect job for me because I, I do love to talk. So Hattie Jane, when it comes to kind of ending our conversation today, I always like to give people an opportunity to just make that one thing that you want the audience to remember. So what is your best advice that you can give fleets about keeping their diesel emission system repair costs as low as possible? What's the one thing you want them to remember? Preventative maintenance on their vehicles, do preventative maintenance. Come up with a program. Uh, yeah, come up with the program uh, with my database. I can even help them out if they're willing to, you know, use my company. I, I would set up, you know, a preventative maintenance program for a fleet or individuals, whatever they need, so that they would know when that vehicle hits so many hundred thousands of miles. Okay, here's an email. It's time for you to, to pull that vehicle in, get it done. Uh, before you have to buy a new one, if possible. Yeah, you really can't go by the manufacturer's specifications of no. when to get <laughs> these things serviced. I had one manufacturer say that it's 6,000 hours. Well, the customers complained to me that the last guy to clean his filters is no good because every time he takes a unit apart, the filter's no good. Well, that's because it's in there too long. And yeah. I said, why you don't go down to 4,000 hours? Oh, no, no, I can't do that. Well, he went down to 5,000. And instead of every unit being no good, they started to turn up better. So then you went down to 4,000 hours. Right now, we're down to 3,000 hours, and I can clean each and every one of them. In a 24-hour turnaround, and here yeah. you go, out the door. So, And it's out there lasting. So it's a, it's a preventative maintenance, basically, is the main thing for these fleets and people to watch with their vehicles, even an individual owner. The pickup trucks, basically, they say between 80 and 120,000, get your first, get the first cleaning done on these filters. 
I get them in here around 150 is when they're starting to have problems with them. So yeah, follow that 80 to 120 and that filter, you could have it clean 10 times and the cost of cleaning it 10 times is still less than having to buy a new one. So preventative maintenance is the main thing for everybody. And, you know, having, if you don't have your own program, I would be willing to work with people to set up a program for them. You've been listening to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. I'm your host, Jamie Irvin, and we've been speaking with Hattie Jane and Wayne Rollins, owners of dpfregeneration.com. To learn more, go to dpfregeneration.com. Hattie Jane, thank you so much for being on the Heavy Duty Parts Report. Thank you, Jamie, for having me here. We really appreciate it. And Wayne, really appreciate your contribution as well to our conversation today. Thank you. It was great. Thank you. Hope I helped some people out there. And meet up sometime for a coffee. There we go. <laughs> All the uh, audience of the Heavy Duty Parts Report, you can stop in at dpfregeneration.com and get yourself a coffee and meet Hattie Jane and Wayne. So thank you so much. We'll talk again. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Heavy Duty Parts Report. I'm your host, Jamie Irvin, and i just like to remind everyone to focus on cost per mile and... <laughs> Let's keep those trucks and trailers rolling. HDA Truck Pride is the heart of the Independent Parts and Service Channel. They have 750 parts stores and 450 service centers conveniently located across the U.S. and Canada. Visit heavydutypartsreport.com slash HDA Truck Pride today to find a location near you. Again, that's heavydutypartsreport.com slash HDA Truck Pride and let the heart of the Independent Service Channel take care of your commercial equipment.